0: Well, this is Michael Allen Cooper, and you've tuned in to the House of Amazing Grace. It's not by chance, it's by design.
1: Amazing
0: so bear with me and let's see what we can do.
1: That saved a wretch like me I once was lost, but now I am found to men hundreds of people saw the man with the nail scarred hands his story spread throughout all the land he's the man with the nail scarred hands Scared hands. He's the man with the nails. Scared hands. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. He's the man with the next God hand
0: Well, hello again. It's Mike Cooper and uh, I just stopped by to say hello. No, actually, I got a, a message I want to share with you. And it came upon me in a way that uh, is not unusual. The Lord just sort of impresses with me with certain little things that He wants me to say to people the next time I get a chance to say anything. And so I speak those things that I hear from the Father. Now, I know that usually I'm speaking to people that are believers usually but every once in a while there's people out there that they're just happen to tune in or, or they just uh, happen to have heard from a friend hey you ought to listen to this uh, but both today I'm going to speak to both Christians and non-Christians and first of all if you Christians uh, let me tell you something and I think you probably know this but I want to remind you of this in order for the Lord to to say to you on that day of judgment when we're all standing there in order for him to say to you well done good and faithful servant it has to be true it has to be fact he's not going to say that to you if it's not true in fact you know what there's some people that are going to hear quite the opposite they're going to hear Depart from me. I never knew you. And you don't want to hear that. I I tell you what. that, That would be the worst thing that I could ever imagine hearing. Depart from me. I never knew you. And to never ever hear his voice again throughout eternity. Just be gone into the outer darkness where there's no light, no love, no warmth, no compassion, no contentment, no peace no joy, nothing good because God is good. Now, in order for him to say to you, well done, good and faithful servant, you would have to do things well and you'd have to get them done. <laughs> you know, get them done. Do something for the Lord and get it done. And make sure you do good things for the Lord and for your fellow man. Be faithful. You know, be Actually, exercise your faith. You know, it's a learning process and we grow, but you have to exercise. You can't just lay on the couch and watch CNN, I tell you. You can't do that. And you have to be a servant. Now, if you're a servant, then serve him. If you're not a servant, I invite you to try a new role. Serving the Lord. Because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And yours would be too. He'll never put upon you anything more than what you can carry. And he will not make you do things that you don't want to do out of his will. They'll be in his will. If he puts upon you something that you think is bad, don't whine and cry. Just do it. Accept it. You know, Paul was whining and crying about, uh, you know, Lord, take this thorn in my flesh away. Well, the Lord said, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. If you just relax in my grace, you'll be fine. Don't worry about that. We all got some kind of thorn in our flesh, don't we? Some kind of hurt or ache or this or that's bad. Oh, well, life's short. This is like, Two push-ups and a set-up. You don't want to uh, dwell upon the bad and the negative and the hurts. Dwell on him. Stay your mind upon him. And put your trust in him. Isaiah said that blessed is the man who puts his trust in thee because he trusts in thee. You know? So be blessed. My old pastor uh Orville Holden used to say all the time, you want to be blessed? Then be a blessing. You know, we're a chosen generation right now because we're living in the days that Daniel talked about in his book, Way in the Old Testament. And that cast forward. You can read Daniel and then turn around and read Revelations and it's like, wow, uh, this is nothing new. The Lord started talking about the end days way back before Jesus was ever on earth. He started talking about it in Daniel and Ezekiel and Jeremiah. He gave hints of what's going to happen in the last days. And so we're chosen to live in these last days and be the voice for the Lord in these last days to stand up and say what's right and what's good Instead of just going with the flow and watching all the news channels and saying, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. Oh, there's a war. Oh, there's this. So what? Like I said, it just lasts about a minute. About a million years from now, we'll look back and think, well, you know, that just went quick. That was like a day. It wasn't even hardly a day. Because eternity is without time. And you'll be content and blessed and happy in that time. A friend of mine says he'll just be bored. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. An infinite God is not going to let us be bored and, and like nothing to do and nowhere to go and, and everything's, you know, as it was. No, 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 no. Everything will be new. God's mercies are new every day. Every single day his mercies are new, and he's so infinite and so omniscient and omnipotent that he knows what's going to be happening a billion years from now. And he's got it all prepared. Man, It says in the Bible that we cannot imagine. We have not thought of it. We haven't seen it. We haven't heard about it. All the good things that God has in store for us if we love him. When you love him, you want to do things for him and talk about him and, and uh you know, expound to your family and friends that, you know, he is so cool. God loves us so much. If we could just get a hold of that, we would change everything in our lives and just bank on God's love. You know, he wants us to work during this time. Uh, If you really look around the world, it's like a giant wheat field and it's all white and Ripe for the harvest. Even Christians, you know, they're they're believers, Uh, but the non-Christians, you know, they're they're wanting something. They they'd like to know what's going on, what's really going to happen, and we have the answers for them. We can tell them. You don't want to do it like a club, you know, and beat them over the head, but you know, tell them with love and compassion what's going to happen. So they can avoid it just like we do you know, we're going to avoid that all that bad tribulation. I'm not going to be here for it. You don't have to be here for it either, but you have to be uh willing to uh serve it says right there, you know, well done good and faithful servant doesn't say well done, uh good and faithful non-believer, you know, believe, put your hands in his side and put your hands uh, up here and touch his hands and feet and see the nail-scarred hands and feet. At one point, more than 500 people saw Jesus after his resurrection and and man, they spread the word. A lot of them couldn't read and write. They didn't need to. They just went out and told everybody. It spread like wildfire. All the other towns and states and countries around there started hearing about it. They sent evangelists, and and they told everybody. Everybody was hearing about it. It didn't go slow. It was good news. So work while it's day. You know, this is a daytime right now. We're in the last days. Peter said that 2,000 years ago. And I've said before, we're in the last minutes, maybe. Last hours. We're in the last times. According to Daniel and Revelations and Peter, and according to everything I'm seeing and hearing. When I got saved I was twenty one back in seventy two, the pastor said, You know, Mike, you just barely made it. The Lord's ready to come. He's gonna come here any any day now. Well, that was fifty some years ago. And uh, and I still feel the same way. The Lord's ready to come, and it's gonna happen any day now. Any time now. We're at the verge, we're at the opening of the door. So work while it's day. Because the night's coming, and no one can work. You don't want to be caught in that situation. It won't do no good. You, who are you going to witness to then? Who are you going to tell? Who are you going to really expound to and say, Hey, the Lord loves you. Man, they'll probably shoot you. You know? Depending on where you're at, and you know, what country and all that. it be like open season on Christians. They're not going to want to hear the message, they're going to be mad that they got left behind. They're going to be mad that God could do such a thing. Like, oh, he don't know what he's doing. Like I said, he's omniscient and omnipotent. He knows what he's doing. He had this planned out millions of years before he ever did it. God always was, he is, and he always will be. So being that he was always before, he had it planned out a long time ago. He had us in his mind. He had us in his heart. And he worked through it in his mind a, a million times, maybe. I don't know how many times. But he knew all from the beginning. And he had plan A in his works. So you've got to be proclaiming Jesus right now while it's kind of like, better get it while the getting's good or make hay while the sun shines. You know? You've got to be willing to do it at a time where it's going to do some good there's a lot of darkness in the world but it can't overtake the light that darkness is just kind of a false showing uh, and people get caught up in it. it's like oh it's such a bleak time and such a bad time yeah yeah but it can't overtake the light god is light nothing has ever overtaken him nor will it ever no plan devised can ever uh, overthrow him and just your simple prayer changes things you can pray and you know you don't have to pray out loud you can go just be laying on your bed or go in your bedroom and get on your knees or you can be just uh, sitting in your chair at your table and Bow your head and start talking to the Lord and ask Him and, and, you know, converse with Him. He'll let you know what to do. He'll show you your next step because you're in that group called the chosen generation. This generation right now is to proclaim Jesus, there needs to be a worldwide revival and then the end will come. And I'm saying, hey, the end's going to come either way, but you know what? Let's have a worldwide revival. Let's tell everybody we know, if we haven't been, and if we have been, let's continue to tell everybody we know, and do it in love and compassion, not beating them over the head with a baseball bat. Don't you ever use the Bible as a club. The Bible, the word is in the Bible and God's word. And God's word became flesh and dwelt among us. You know, his word is not like a club where you can beat people over the head. His word is to open their eyes and, and bring them light and love and hope. <laughs> Don't you want some hope in your life? And you know what? You should also pray for yourself. You, could, you can actually ask the Lord to help you and to heal you, and bring you good tidings of great cheer. You can ask him to change your heart so that you're desiring what you should be desiring. Sometimes, you know, we just don't desire what we should, and we want money, or we want a new car, or we want a new house, or, hey, Lord, I need some new clothes. Well, you know, those things are are what they are. They're not the ultimate I ask God to change my heart and then I can help others change their heart. But if I don't let him change my heart, I might as well be speaking to that plant that's sitting beside me, you know. It never answers. It just sits there with its stem and green leaves. It never answers me. But people are God's ultimate desire and he loves us He started out having people made in his likeness and his image. He wants people to be able to live forever with him and help him co-create the rest of eternity. I'm excited about it, man. I want to go all over the universe and explore all them planets and, you know, we'll be able to walk right into it a nice big old giant galaxy and fly right in there and check it out it won't hurt us it won't kill us it won't burn us up or you know nuke us you know there's material out there I was reading this there's material things out there in the universe that we know of that weigh like thousands of pounds per teaspoon I mean that's heavy that's heavy we don't We don't got a clue about what's really going on in the universe. You know, we only know a little teensy bit of it, a little small percentage. And so we start, immediately once we start believing, we start speaking things that really aren't, uh, you know, come to fruit yet or happened yet we speak those things though that as they are we we, we say this is how it's going to be and this is what i want to see and lord help me to be what you want me to be help me to be a witness help me to be strong help me to be knowledgeable and 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 wise and and uh, and harmless help me to spread hope help me to tell people that there is a great better way than what we've been doing, let's turn it around. Ask for inner strength. Ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to guide you, be with you, and demonstrate in you, using you as a tool. You know, your neighbor might need prayer. He might be hurting really bad. I I walked through Walmart and I seen a lady wearing a brace thing on her leg. And I, just walk, I could tell she's bummed. and yeah, She's sad. I just walked up to her and says, Hi, uh, I see you've got a hurt foot. Can I pray for it? Well, yeah, she says. And so, you know, I lay my hands on her and I pray for her right there in Walmart. I don't care if somebody, in fact, I'm glad somebody sees it. I hope they do see it. And they, they look over and say, Wow, there's still people praying. And it speaks to them. And it talks to them. And so when you ask for that healing for somebody like that, you go away believing that God's going to heal them. God's going to touch their lives. He may not heal their foot right now, this minute, but I'm telling you what, he brings healing to their spirit, to their mind, to their entire being. And they receive hope. <laughs> they receive good. <laughs> the Holy Spirit kind of starts hanging out with them and they start allowing the Holy Spirit to hang out with them. If you won't allow the Holy Spirit to hang out with you now on earth, when will you? What, are you going to wait till the last day or the, the day you get to heaven to start having the Holy Spirit in you? No, that don't work. That's the people he's going to say, I'm sorry, I don't know you. You know, you'll have to go away. I, I don't know you. You have no Holy Spirit and character of Jesus in you because they disregard it or they actually hate it. Don't hate that. Don't don't be praying amiss and, and hating things that you don't understand just because you don't know or believe. Turn that around. You know, you sit there and believe the TV and the news. Why don't you believe the good news? Man, this is the good news. The, the TV is going to bring you same old, same old bad news. Uh, bleak, it's not going to help because we know that you know the world's in a bad situation. Yeah, we know that. It has been since Adam and Eve decided to go against God's teachings and His word of advice. And His word of advice is the same to us. Don't eat the fruit of the knowledge of evil. Don't do it. It's still available. Why are you eating on that? Have some fruit of the Spirit. Choose life. Choose that that thing that's good and the best thing that, that you can have. Serve up a little bit of hope to your family and your friends, you know? Did you hear that first word? Serve. Serve up some hope to your family and friends. Serve it like it's a platter of the best things you can offer. Walk around with that platter on your shoulder like the waitress comes to your table with your food. It's always good to see them heading for you. And they're coming. I tell my wife, here they come with our food. I don't necessarily get all that excited. But, you know, I tell her, all right, here here comes our food. And you can just tell. So, you know, pick up that giant platter, get it up on your shoulder and serve up some hope. Serve up some faith. Serve up some good. Good. Serve up some things that you don't normally serve. Serve up the good news. Serve up what you're really trying to do, you know? It's not like all goody-goody, but you know what? There's times when it has to be my hope. My hope. My hope is resting in Him. I know He's going to turn everything around. It looks bleak, but you know what? Another... 5, 10, 20, 50, 100, or 500 years, whatever, you're not going to see it the same way. You're going to see it his way. You're going to see, oh, wow, this is not like I thought it was. <laughs> He's got so much good for us. This is unbelievable. And every day will be like that. Every single moment will be exciting. You'll be able to see your loved ones and your your family tree It goes clear back to Adam we're made in his image. We're a chosen generation for right now. And so we start speaking things that create faithfulness in other people because we're faithful. You know, if you want to be faithful, then start spreading faith. If you want to be good, start doing what's good and talking about good and and spreading good to your neighbors and friends and your family.
1: Some folks are poor, it just means we need Him all the more Some folks are blind, some folks can't see Jesus Christ, we crucified Thee Sensation of elation, my soul is free Jesus Christ became part of me Temptation, of Malaysia, My soul is free Jesus Christ became part of me said, learn of him, he's meek and lowly He prepares a place for us in glory Lord Jesus, today, Lord Jesus, the same Lord Jesus, we glorify your name Sensation of elation, my soul is free Jesus Christ became part of me. Sensation of elation. My soul is free. Jesus Christ became part of me.
0: then bless. Be a blessing, but do it God's way. You know, we all try to do it our way and throw the Bible out and say, oh, you know what? I got a different slant on that. Well, good luck with that because I'm telling you what, we need to do it God's way. He has already told man from the very start, here's the way you do it. He did that in love. He didn't do it in anger. He did it in love, so that we can do it that way and be alive and well forever. You know, it wasn't done as meanness and, and crude. You know, he done he done it because of love, out of good. He's faithful, even when we're not faithful. He's still faithful. I just invite you right now to accept the faithful goodness, and the true things that God has for us, and have him say to you, well done, way to go. I'm so glad you're good, and I'm so glad you're faithful. I'm so glad you're my servant. Now, let me serve you forever. Lord, I pray that whoever hears this gets a hold of that and says, I want to serve you, Lord. I want to be good, and I want to be faithful. I want to be your servant. And I want you to say to me, well done, my son and my daughter. Well done. You've overcome. To those overcomers, I will give a pure white stone with a new name written on it that only you and me know. You can have that. You can be presented with that. And I ask that you seek it and want that in the name of Jesus. Amen.